welcome to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and you know we here at Panglossian Productions in Williamsburg, Virginia, have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and we also love 10-minute plays. And you, listening to our podcast, will get a brand new 10-minute play every two weeks during our 2020 season when you hit that subscribe button, so go ahead and do that now. Now, it's not just me reading the plays every week. Of course, we have a plethora of talented individuals who come and join and read with us. And this week, we are joined by none other than regular guest Sharon Hollins. Hi, Sharon. So, uh, Sharon, as you well know, well, first of all, welcome, Sharon. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, as you well know, I began every podcast with a question that is tangentially related to the play that we are about to read. So I'm going to ask you that question. Are Can you ready? Can I give you an answer that's tangentially related to the question? You may. I'm excited. Uh, Sharon, have you recently or perhaps even not so recently had to wait way too long for something to happen? I'm waiting for winter. Thank you. Uh, Sharon, it was like 25 degrees this morning. <laughs> I had to bring the carnivorous plants inside. <laughs> Come on, Sharon, that's winter, isn't it? No, it was cold the last two days. I, I don't know. Um, I, it feels like you wait too long in an airport a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would, I'll agree with that. It's still winter, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're <laughs> so I thought, seriously, like how, how cold is winter cold? This is winter cold. There just hasn't been enough of it. Oh, I we're, see. We're, we're almost, you know, I know it's like August in podcast world, but it's January mm -hmm. in reading podcast world, and we've only had about three days of winter, and it's almost the end of January. This really is true. Although, in my experience in Virginia, it'll turn colder in February and probably be colder for a long... I'm, I'm going to knock on wood slightly with that because <laughs> we want it to get a good freeze here so that the bugs die right. off, right? Um, and I definitely have lived through some summers after where it did not kill the bugs and it's been awful. So anyways, thank you for joining us, Sharon. Yay. We're happy to have you here. Today, we're going to read a play called 10,000 Years uh, by Lindsay Parton. Now, this is a two-character play and joining us to read alongside Sharon is Michael Westenberger. Hi, Michael. Hey, hey Robert. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Michael, thank you for asking. That's very kind. Uh, so, Michael, I got the same question for you. Have you ever, have you recently, or maybe even not so recently, had to wait for something way too long? No, really. I I, I think I've been really lucky. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think That's I've got really good karma. Oh yeah. Th yeah. Th things work out pretty well for me. <laughs> oh, of course, man. tonight I'm gonna get in a car accident on the way home or something, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, uh, um, uh. Uh, my wife, Caitlin, and I are uh, I hate to acknowledge good luck because whenever we do, it seems like all of a sudden it's going to turn south real fast, right? <laughs> uh, we used uh, when Tim Pesto, a, a roller coaster at Bush Gardens, first opened. Uh, if something lucky happened to us, we would say, "Well, no rides on Tim Pesto for a while." <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. That's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's good. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> now. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Michael. Um, <laughs> Sorry, my answer wasn't more exciting. So I guess you hear her over here, so we may as well introduce her. Hey, Liz. Liz Thomas. Hi, Robert. Uh, Liz, have you had to wait for something too long recently? Yes. Want to expound on that? Please. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. 
This answer yes. is, 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 <laughs> is, is, is a good example, I think. Oh, gosh, the DMV. But God love them at the DMV. I mean, bless their sweethearts. Man, I got to tell you something. Here's a fact. No, bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. There you go. But here's the fact. Like, compared to where I'm from, down in Atlanta, the DMV okay. here yeah, is no, a dream. Yeah, I know. This, this one's pretty legit, but yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not from this area either, so I, I will agree. Mm-hmm. But again, bless their hearts. You're going to apologize to the good people at the DMV now. Well, bless their hearts. <laughs> just because I keep saying bless their hearts. But I mean it this time. Oh, 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 oh I see. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, tonight, everybody, once again, we're going to be reading a play called 10,000 Years, a 10-minute play by Lindsay Parton. Now, if you're listening at home for the first time, this will be a cold read. Our actors do not know what this play is about. They only know who they will be reading for because I sent them a message earlier today. But since you were not on that message listening at home, we'll cast the play for you now. So, Michael, if you would be so kind as to read Jamie. Okay. Uh, Jamie is 30 to 50 years old, Freddie's partner, and talks over Freddie a lot. And Sharon, if you would be so kind as to read Freddie. Uh, Freddie is the same age as Jamie, pensive and lacking. There is a note here under the cast of characters, and this note states that neither of them are really talking to or listening to the other. I will read the stage directions so everyone listening... Without further ado, 10,000 Years, a 10-minute play by Lindsay Parton. The setting is North Dakota. It has been a winter wasteland for millions of years. Lights come up. It's mid-morning in December. It is cold outside, but sweltering inside. Jamie comes in through the front door carrying a honey-baked ham under, under their arm. Freddie is standing at the window watching the snow tumble down. I, I got it! I got the last Christmas ham. Almost had to sideswipe a thousand-year-old man to get it, but I got it. Hey. Yeah, hey. They're going to be here soon, yeah? Think it was three or four? Gives me more than enough time to cook this damn thing. Maybe I'll... Yeah, I I think maybe I'll go into the office and read for a while. You don't need any help with anything, do you? Place looks great. But I know, I know, I'm a procrastinating Pete or whatever. I really don't want to spend my morning cooking. At least I still managed to bring home the bacon. See what I did there? Jamie, when's the last time you brought home flowers? Well, what's that? I was just thinking, you don't bring me flowers anymore. Didn't think you liked flowers. That's not... Uh, you always say it's just one more thing that you need to clean up. That the petals get everywhere, they're and They're still really... I, you can't smell them anyway. So, I mean, it, they're just for looks. They're nice to look at. Uh, you only see the mess. When is the last time? Uh, that I brought flowers home? I don't remember. Huh. I, uh, I I guess it's been, uh, I don't know. Still holding the ham, he goes to the window. It's getting nasty out there. It's the same. I suppose that's just December for you. That's always for you. <laughs> we That's always for you. Uh, we get up, I make coffee, you clean up the coffee. I eat breakfast alone while you get carried away reading the Times. I sit and scroll through my phone on the couch. You run late for work like you have every morning for the last 9,000 years and run out of the door with a star-bought muffin in your mouth because I haven't remembered how to make the ones you like for the last 6,000 years. I stumble to my computer, open up the lid, answer emails and phone calls for one Mercurian day until you get home. We eat. We watch television. Sometimes we fuck. I fall asleep on the couch. We go to bed. You fall asleep first. Always. Do you know that you twitch before you go unconscious? Then I follow you. It's always the same. They're going to be here soon. We really don't look at each other anymore. Better get the ham going otherwise. What's the point, right? I don't think we do. Oh, I think I figured it out. What out? I I figured out where I want to go. Go? 
on my trip. The first place I want to go when I sail around the world. But you don't have a boat? Well, yeah, hon, I, I know, but I will. And when I do, I'm going to sail around the world, and the first place I'm going to sail to... From landlocked North Dakota? The Galapagos. But, hon... Uh, I... You would love it there. You've been? There are giant turtles and sea lions and these massive lizards. Lizards. There are a million beautiful creatures, and the water is crystal clear. Better than anything here in the damn Dakotas. How can you say that? Uh, there's nothing here, hon. I'm here. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, but you would probably go with me, I imagine. Oh, so I'm invited on this boat to the land of the giant lizards and cannibals. I never said anything about cannibals. Snakes, probably. I bet they eat snakes. Jamie, I don't want to go on some stupid smelly boat. But, hun, you're going to love it. I hate boats. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Actually, I think we went over this that night we met. You said, I want to take sailing lessons and was like, oh, dude, that's cool. But you must be so brave and strong because I'm fucking terrified of boats. And you know, drowning. <laughs> no, you're not. Since when are you afraid of boats? Since I almost drowned when I was a kid. I was visiting my cousin in Florida, and we were at this hotel pool, and I was swimming, and one of my stupid cousins in a big floaty mattress just floated up over the top of me, and I, I couldn't get out, and I, I couldn't get air, and I thought I was going to die. I mean, but Freddie, you did it. Well, obviously. My aunt pulled me out of the water when she didn't see the bubbles coming up anymore. And anyway, Jamie, that's not the point. You're I... saying you don't want to sail with me? You don't even have a boat. I'm getting one. When? I don't know. Soon? Oh, I get it now. This is just one of your fancy, your fantasies. A, a fantasy is bringing another woman into the bedroom who's comfortable fingering my ass a little. This is something real. How do you plan on getting on this boat? How do you plan on saving up to take a trip like this? Do you even know how to sail? I can't believe this. You don't want to go with me. My trip. What? You said my trip. You don't want to say you don't want me to sail around the world with you. I, I didn't mean it like that. You know I hate open water. We've been together since before the fucking dinosaurs. How could you not know I'm afraid of being on boats? You're right. How could I possibly you know, I I, I you just want to get as far away from me as possible. You're running away instead of really buckling down here with me. You're afraid of commitment. We, Freddie, we've been married for 10,000 years. 11 almost. I don't know what to do. I wake up some mornings and I swear I can just, it, it's like I can almost smell the salt. I can feel the chill of the wind on my nose. It's my destiny, Freddie. I used to be. What was... I said, I used to be your destiny. Having babies with me used to be your destiny. I mean, fuck, training to run a marathon one day, that was a destiny for a while, too. Is that what I am? Some passing destiny? Just, just mile 20? Is that it? You're not thinking rationally here. Oh, well, then pardon me, Captain Jamie. Oh, what's gotten into you? I was, I was watching the snow. I was watching it fall and pack, and I watched you walk down the street to the store until I couldn't anymore. Feels like it's been falling for a billion years. I haven't seen a, a blue patch of sky since the meteor came crashing down and set fire to everything. The snow, I remember it now. It came not long after that. I need to get the ham going. We don't have time for this. I feel, no, this isn't real. How could it be? Born into a world I feel older than? A place that's always gray, always cold, and never wraps you up to snuggle. Ham goes in for how long again, babe? 
I was looking after you while you were walking away, and I, I felt like I was falling. I was the snow, and I was falling on your face to kiss you goodbye because we don't do that anymore. And you brushed me away without a thought. And I won't melt, and I won't die. It's too cold here. I'm just getting packed under, frozen stiff, stuck. I hear it's sunny in the Galapagos. Can you imagine what that must be like? To be a puddle? No, to sit with your feet in the water. Real water that's warm as tears. I already drowned once. I'm going to pet exotic birds. Maybe I'll be a photographer. Or I'll transport medical supplies to different islands. I'm going to bite into fresh mangoes. And I'll never wear socks again. I won't have to because it's hot in the Galapagos and no one needs snow boots. They only wear sandals. And every day they bathe in tears. I'm getting a boat. Can you even swim? I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn how to swim and how to sail. I'm going to learn how to navigate by starlight and speak different languages. I'm going to learn how to write cursive with both hands in case one of them is cut off by pirates. I'm going to learn how to capture a flock of gulls in case my sails are destroyed in a great storm and my only way back to shore is to fly. I was really hoping for flowers today. And last week. And the year before last. The flowers are beautiful on the Galapagos. Reds and purples and, and yellows bursting out of the ground that fill the air with sweetness. What does sweet smell like? Uh, sweet smells like... It, it smells like... Uh, Seeing the colors pink and bright yellow and you eat a big gooey spoonful of warm, fresh honey and take a sip of champagne, the bubbles and the sugar, they hit your head right here, especially if it's malted chocolate. And after a while, your body gets warm and your head feels light. Sweet smells like the first warm day in spring. It, it smells like innocence and headaches and caffeine laughter. Hmm. I bet a blind person's house is filled with endless sunshine. A home con consumed by big open-mouthed blossoms that never die. I wonder what they see with their gray eyes. When you say flowers, when you say yellow, do they dream about smoke? Or maybe they dream about the feeling of little rain droplets that drip on their nose. The taste of sky, fresh snow kissing their tongue. I don't know. I can't go with you, Jamie. Go where? To the Galapagos? I won't go. I, I mean... I don't even know if I'll go to the Galapagos. It's a dream I have. I won't go. It's not my dream. It's just a dream of mine. I probably won't go. Say, how long do I need to put this ham in for? About four or five hours. It takes a long time. But they won't be here for a while. We have time. The world just seems like it, it keeps spinning faster. Every day I get a little older or a little faster. One gray hair for every bill I get in the mail. Another wrinkle for every shirt I fold. What am I waiting for? Let's just get this thing going. You're Jamie leaves to put the ham in the oven. You're so hell-bent on leaving, I never learned how to leave. We taught each other a lot, I think. I taught you how to like Brussels sprouts, how to say all the best swear words in Italian. Vaffanculo! Ugh! Are you okay? I I'm always burning myself. You teach me how to smell flowers even though I never will. Is that enough, do you think? Yeah, I think we'll have enough. Referring to the food, of course. Jamie begins to set the table. What's your favorite flower? Jamie, what's your favorite flower? Mmm, lilacs. They're fragile blue petals and the sticky sweet smell they bring. Lilacs are purple. Lilacs are not purple. Lilacs are blue. What color am I wearing? Here. <laughs> right here. Blue. <laughs> yeah, see? 
They look just like that. You're wrong. It's purple. You're wrong and colorblind. You're seeing things I don't. I am the oldest person in the world. I think that's them coming up to the door. Do you hear them? The oven buzzer goes off. Perfect. The ham is finished. Feels like everything is moving so quickly. A large thump is heard outside the window. Freddy goes to look. It's... It's... Freddy gasps, opens the window, and reaches her body halfway out. It's perfect! Jamie rushes to the window and pulls Freddy back inside. Freddy, what the hell? What are you doing? What... What is this? What's happening? You're soaking wet. I, I just looked out the window and, and everything was yellow. There's water falling from the sky that's not frozen. It's, it's so warm. It, it's freezing. You'll die of cold. Everything is new. I, I haven't seen the rain in millions of years. Can you imagine? Look out the window, Jamie. Just look, and you'll see it, too. I'm getting you a towel. You're dripping all over the carpet. Jamie, look. Open the window and and smell the air. Tell me what it smells like, Jamie. Teach me about the smell of rain. It's it's been so long. The doorbell rings. Just a minute. Freddy, will you get that, please? Freddy throws on a jacket and slippers. Freddy, get the door. Freddy throws open the window, and Jamie comes back with a towel. What on earth are you doing hanging out the window like that? There's no ladder there. You'll fall. Did I ever tell you, way back when, I used to ride on the backs of giant reptiles, the kind that ate Galapagos lizards, and they taught me how to fly? How to ride the wind until one day I no longer needed them? I had grown wings. I've been thinking this whole time that I never learned how to leave, but that's not true at all. I just believed that I was always free with a rope dangling off my ankle. But that wasn't really true either. Has it really been so many years since that big blazing rock hit me in the chest? The doorbell rings. Be right there, Freddy. Oh, Jamie, not now. I, I see the most beautiful flowers just across the ice. No, wait, wait, Jamie, it's a river. It's a river and it's rushing like mad. There's water there. Do you think I could taste it? What does water smell like when it's no longer gray and cold, Jamie? It, tell me someday. Someday? Not now? Your, your family is waiting just outside. Freddy begins to move her, remove her layers of clothing as she speaks. Last thing she removes is the strap around her ankle, which is the gentle... Which she gently throws to Jamie. And I will blink my eyes and they'll be gone. And the whole world will be miserable again. Jamie, I hope you do learn how to swim. I hope you learn how to sword fight with both hands so you may keep them when it comes time to wipe away tears. I hope you will make friends with the gulls who fly over your boat and they talk to you when the sun beats down on your neck and the skin peels back off your shoulders. I hope you learn to tell them the wonderful stories while you catch each other fish so that when your sails are destroyed and your boat is lost, when your lips are dry and your stomach is empty, I hope they will all carry you back to shore so that you'll know what it feels like to fly. I hope you never have to capture another bird to make your life work the way you think it should. If you ask them nicely, they will share their life with you. Is the sun already setting? Too fast. But wait! You were never going to ask what my favorite flower was. Stay! What is it? I want to know. Please tell me. I've already given you 10,000 years. Freddy leaps out the window and flies away. Lights out. End of play. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So now we're going to move on to the part of the show where we have a discussion about the play that we just read. And so, uh, Sharon, we're going to start with you. The The question is the same every time. What are your first impressions of the play? This can be as simple as, I liked it, I didn't like it, uh, whatever stood out to you. Sharon, what are your first thoughts about 10,000 Years? Go on. <laughs> it 
took a hard turn in the middle. Uh-huh. I, I, I thought I knew where it was going, and I really didn't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what, what were you expecting from it? Not that. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I need to ponder. Sure, sure. Michael, any first thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I like the dialogue back and forth between the two partners. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed pretty natural. Uh, I, I agree with Sharon. They're definitely, you know, in my mind and just the title of the play and sort of what I was thinking the play was going to be about. It kind of shifted mm-hmm. and went away from that. But I, um, but just reading it, I felt like the, the dialogue was pretty playful between the two characters. Great. Thank you. So Liz, as somebody who was listening on the outside, what are your first thoughts? It was like Eugene Ionesco met uh, Kate Chopin's The Awakening, met like that 90s show Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh-huh. serious. Like I know how that sounds, but not I'm serious. Mama. Not the mama. Not the mama. Not the mama. Exactly. But I mean, in, it just I. Mm, it's interesting. I'm trying to think of set design. But okay, yeah, it the- was it was like Jurassic Park meets not the mama meets uh-huh. Eugenia Nesco meets uh, Kate Chopin's <laughs> Awakening. So I think that it's interesting yeah. that you that you mention Ionesco because where I go with this is kind of down a similar line to Samuel Beckett in particular yeah. oh, to, yeah. to Endgame. Yeah. Uh, Endgame where there are, at least at the beginning, two people who are stuck in a gray wasteland uh, looking out the window, yeah. basically. Right? Uh, and so I kind of I wonder about how literally you're taking I mean, did your impression on what they were saying change through the play, right? In the beginning, they make mention that they've been around for 10,000 years and that sort of thing. Did you believe them up front or did you come to believe them? Did your perception about who they are in time and space change in that? Uh, Sharon? I think mine changed. I think at first I just thought they were just in a long relationship that just started to feel like 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. But then towards the end, I was starting to wonder if they were human. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, and and but then writing emails and baking hams for the family coming over and so I, I or or are they really old and Freddie's starting to lose her mind a little bit or his mind or who's you know mm-hmm. uh, um I I don't know. So do you think do you, does anybody have anything else to add to that? Yeah, I was, you know, in the beginning, I th- again, I thought it was just two characters, right? Two partners in life and, uh-huh. and uh, an exaggeration of how long they had been together. Mm-hmm. But then as we went through it I, and, and all the way till the end, it, I kind of pictured it as if it's just being told from the perspective of one of the characters, mm-hmm. as if that person, Freddie, for example, was imagining or maybe reliving some of the dialogue that that person had with their mm-hmm. partner. So it's really just, it's almost like like you're in the psyche of one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Think, uh, go ahead, Jerry. Now, the other thing is that, that, that hit me about it is, um, although I li- like winter, I do understand that uh-huh. in some places, particularly further west, it does seem like winter lasts an eternity. Sure. To, especially to people who don't like winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was part of it, too. I mean, I thought it was very interesting that it was North Dakota. Uh-huh. You know, so th- I don't I don't know. <laughs> so uh, let, let me ask you this. So I, in reading through this and hearing you read through this, sort of get the impression that this is about somebody going through change. Um, Freddie, in towards the beginning, talks about blind people and talks about what they see or what uh, Freddie imagines that they see. And then getting towards the end, Freddie starts to see some of those same things. Is 
blindness, do you think, is it, could it perhaps be representative of something, something like death or just change or deciding to do something different? Freddie also lacks a sense of smell because this Jamie says it very early on and then she or Freddie says it later. Uh-huh. Um, so Freddie also lacks a sense of smell. So, so the blindness mm-hmm. thing, I, I, I can kind of see a spin of this story where um, you've got, you know, there's one person's perspective or, or just looking at this relationship on how, you know, it, yes, it's great to dream, but then it's almost like mm-hmm. one of the characters is more focused on the dream than sort of living in the now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it gets all the way to the end of the story. And, you know, the one character is like, you know, you never, aren't you going to ask me just something simple, like what's my favorite color or mm-hmm. what's my favorite flower? Uh-huh. And, and so, you know, I, I think all too often we all find ourselves in relationships with people and all of a sudden, you know, that relationship is no longer there. And you're kind of like, oh yeah, I was really focused mm-hmm. in on the wrong stuff. I uh-huh. should have been paying more attention to the simple everyday kind of stuff. Sure. Any thoughts on that, Liz? I'm going to add Ibsen to this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to – Doll's House. Anybody? Yeah, the idea, you know. You want to ex- expand on that just a little bit? Uh, well, uh, spoiler alert for those who have not read <laughs> haven't Doll read House. or seen this play that was published yeah. in the 19th century. Hey, 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 hey. You know, No judgment, no judgment. <laughs> but uh, that, that idea, that sudden sort of awakening of you – I mean, well, like – Michael said, like, you really don't know me. Like, you are not the person I thought you were. And I have no idea why I'm still here. And that choosing mm-hmm. to fly, literally fly. Um, I thought it was well done with transition. I mean, I was definitely leaning in the whole time because I wanted to see where this went. Like, there was enough mystery for me to want to lean in. But at the same time, there I will say there was a point where I was like, do I care about these people? And then it was pretty... Um, and it was it was about four pages, I would say. In I mean, it was it was it was somewhat early in. I was like, uh-huh. okay, they're talking about a ham. This is nice. So they're talking about a ham some more. But then it was like right after that, I started to really go, okay, wait, are they talking about a ham? Are they talking about something deeper than this? Are are they dinosaurs? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like that's that's where the dinosaurs reference came in. I was like, are these actual just like dinosaurs? Because birds came from dinosaurs like yeah yeah so (laughs) so so uh earlier sharon mentioned the the emails and scrolling through the phone and all that sort of thing and that that was another dinosaurs thing of like they're dinosaurs but they have mod spoiler alert for those who haven't seen dinosaurs (laughs) so what i so what i (laughs) so what i want to point out you know or just you know offer is that when, when i think that those uh tasks the scrolling through the phone and uh emails and those are the ones that I'm remembering off the top of my head are just, I think they're intended to show the monotony, the, the same thing every day, all day. I actually really get the, get the, uh, feeling that, uh, that Jamie goes out and, and gets a ham every day and that every day they're waiting for her family and that we hear, we hear the doorbell, but they're not actually there or that we hear the doorbell and they never actually open the door. Something along those, those lines there. Um, I, I kind of feel like, though, that maybe what's happening, the actual actions that they're taking are just too detailed. They're not, they're not vague enough. They're not bland enough to convey exactly that. Any thoughts about that? Do you think I'm missing the mark there? I think if they're – so you're saying they're not vague enough? Yeah. So, I, I, I would say that, that if they are too vague, then I really am wondering why am I sitting here? 
why am I listening to this? Like it is, it is, I understand what you're saying, but it is a kind of fine balance of being just vague enough, like just accessible enough, Mm -hmm. but still keeping the details of this particular relationship and this particular context that people want to understand it and people want to understand why it is like this mm-hmm. without being like, it's not accessible. To me. This is just something that occurred to me and it's sort of tangentially related to your question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, in the beginning, it says neither of them are really talking or listening to each other. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I think they are. I think what they're not doing is paying attention to each right. other. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I agree. Um and I think there's a difference between listening and paying attention. Yeah, they're listening to respond as opposed to listening to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's fair to say. There are a number of points. That also ties in with your idea of blindness, that they have become blind to each other. Ah, yeah. I planned that. <laughs> that was nice, Robert. Th- thank you, Michael. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for reading tonight. Let's make certain we thank Lindsay Parton for 10,000 years. And thanks to Sharon and Michael and Liz for coming and uh, reading and giving commentary. Uh, and our stage manager, Rachel West. And, of course, the sound tech who shall not be named. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get... <laughs> thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get a brand new play every two weeks from us here during our 2020 season. And if you are so inclined, we hope that you'll check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash boapp, B-O-A-P-P. For as little as $3 a month, you can help support us and the podcast here, bringing you new works uh, from to your home or in your car or wherever you happen to be sitting and waiting, perhaps an airport. That was a call back to Sharon earlier. Anyways... <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Have a great night. Bye. Bye.